Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. Today's episode is entitled, Leftovers for Those Left Behind. Leftovers for Those Left Behind. So our scripture today is going to come from the sixth chapter of the book of John, beginning at the 12th verse, and it reads, When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments so that nothing will be lost. And again, the title of the lesson is Leftovers for Those Left Behind. So when we think about those that have been left behind, that's quite a, a broad concept, and, and I want to kind of narrow it down a little bit. When I think about individuals that get left behind, a lot of times we think about the individuals who are marginalized in society, um, whether it be on the basis of religion. Uh, in, this, in the biblical age, you know, you, you were marginalized based on whether or not you were Jewish or whether you were Gentile. And, and we still have some of that marginalization going on on the basis of religion throughout our society, society today. Um, so we have marginalization based on uh, economic status, uh, whether you have rich or whether you are poor. And oftentimes individuals who are rich uh, are, are, are touted and, and seen as, as creme de la creme while individuals who are poor are often left behind. When we look at ethnicities, a lot of times we see um, those who are considered to be the, the majority, um, white European Americans, they're often seen as, as, in some circles as the best, as, as better than the rest. Um, and oftentimes those who are claimed to be the minorities, the African-Americans, the Hispanics, um, the Asian-Americans, we're often seen, our ethnicity groups are often left behind. We look at all different kinds of, of, of abilities and ability levels. And oftentimes in our societies, individuals who have, um, who are fully capable, who have full ability in their, in their sight, full ability in their hearing, full ability in, in, in their day-to-day uh, -day activities and in the physical activities of their limbs, those individuals who are fully able are often uh, get the greatest jobs, they, 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 they often are chosen over individuals who are disabled, uh, individuals who might be blind, individuals who might be deaf, individuals who might be um, uh, physically disabled. And, and so oftentimes individuals who have disabilities are left behind. And, and, and this list could go on and on, uh, thinking about things like age. Um, oftentimes the younger individuals in our society are, are kind of survival of the fittest. The, the, the younger 
are out there getting it and, and grinding and and oftentimes our older generations uh we forget about our older generations we 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 leave them behind and so this concept of being left behind is is, is something that that we definitely see as as we look into our society and our societal structure And so when I think, when we think about God, we must understand that God has a plan of inclusion. God has a plan of inclusion. God does not want to exclude anybody on the basis of race. God does not want to exclude anybody on the basis of their economic status. God does not want to exclude anybody on their ethnicity, on the basis of their ethnicity, on the basis of their age, and any doctrine, any Christian doctrine which teaches differently, which teaches that God wants to exclude people, God has a plan of inclusion. And the offer of salvation should be extended not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles, not just to the rich, but also to the poor, not just to the physically able, but to those who have disabilities, not just to the young, but also to the old, not just to the European Americans, but also to the African Americans and the Asian Americans and all the individuals all over the globe. God has a plan of inclusion. And in God's plan, nobody is to be left behind. This offer of salvation, the offer of Jesus Christ should be given to the whole entire world. He's God over Jews. He's God over Gentiles. He's God over the old. He's God over the young. He's God over the uh, European Americans. He's God over the African Americans. He's God over the Asian Americans. He's God over the Hispanic Americans. Uh, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your gender, no matter your your. Uh, belief, no matter your socioeconomic status, he's God over it all. And so as we approach this particular passage of scripture, we see that there is a, a multitude of people that have assembled in the presence of Jesus Christ. And whenever you have a multitude of people, uh, it don't matter what kind of party you throw in, we throw parties for my daughters all the time, and, and, and my daughters are, are very popular, you know, they like to invite lots and lots of kids, and when the kids get here, you know, they might hang out and talk and hug and chat for a little while, but after a while, when you have a multitude gathered together, eventually they're going to get hungry, and in and, 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 and this multitude that is assembled together in our scripture, in our text, eventually they got hungry, and so... Uh, they begin to ponder what were they going to do in order to feed the multitude. You got Jesus here, you got the preacher here, you got the Son of God here preaching and teaching and, and leading these people and, and, and this crowd is gathered to see him and what are we going to do? How are we going to feed this multitude? And, and, and so the question arose, well, what do we have? And, and so I want to present that question to you next what do you have? A lot of times we we think that God wants the best of the best 
in society that God uh, only wants people who have lots of money and, and that, that God can't do anything with us if, 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 if we have low socioeconomic status, if we uh, if we a minority, if we on the bottom of the food chain, but but that's not what Jesus asks in this particular passage. Jesus asks them, "What do we have?" Because God sees value not in what we don't have, but God sees value in what we have. Men might look at value in terms of cars you drive in terms of houses that you get in terms of uh rich in terms of fancy mansions and in extravagant expensive cars and uh, uh, uh excess money in bank accounts and and fine jewels and diamonds and pearls and and all this other kind of stuff but when god comes to us when he approaches us god is not interested in what we don't have god is interested in what do we have and so if we only have <coughs> two fish and five loaves of bread, then it's more important to God that we present to him what we have than dwelling on what we don't have. Surely we didn't have enough to feed the entire multitudes in this passage of scripture. But what we did have, when we make that sacrifice of what we do have to God, you might not be everything that somebody else is but when you make a sacrifice of what you are when you say lord what i am i give to you lord what i have i give to you lord anything that that that, that i own i'll give it to you anything that i have i'll let it go i'll release it into your hands that sacrificial act of releasing it into god's hands it begins to work something out in the supernatural because you took the little that you had and you put it in the hands of God. And when any time that we take the little that we have and we put it in the hands of God, whether it's the woman who had the, the, the uh, one loaf that she and her son were going to eat, prepare it, eat it and die. Uh, uh, whether it's it's Paul and Silas, they, they didn't have much, but what they had, they, they took it all around on, on all of these journeys and these uh, missionary journeys going from town to town and city to city. Paul was not an extravagant rich man, but what he had, he was willing to give it to God in service. Uh, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And in this particular passage, we only have two fish and five loaves. But when we take what we have and we release it into the hands of God, God is able to do something in the supernatural that we could have never done in the natural. There's no way that we can take two loaves and five fish. There's no way we can take five fish and two loaves and feed a multitude of people. But when we release what we have in the hands of God, there's a supernatural power in the hands of God. There, there, there's supernatural power in the hands of God. There's, there's prophetic power in the hands of God. There is miraculous power in the hands of God. And when we, whenever the children of God begin to release what they have, release who they are, release all that you are into the hands of God, God can take something. God can take a little bit and make a lot. God can take nothing and make something 
We just have to release it into his hands. And whenever we release what we have into God's hands, God is able to take that little bit and spread it out over the multitudes. And so we have to give God what we have, y'all. Don't be so stubborn and so pig-headed that you hold on to your two fish and five loaves because when you release what you have into the hands of God, God is able to take that thing and stretch it. And not only will he stretch it, but God is able to produce leftovers out of what you had left behind. God is able to produce leftovers out of what you had left. So you only had a little bit left. You only had a little strength left. You only had a little money left. You only had a little food left. You only had a, a, a little bit of faith left. You only had a little bit left. But when you released it into the hands of God, not only was God able to take that thing and supernaturally, miraculously make it enough to spread out amongst the multitudes, but then there was some left over. And so when we talk about the leftover for the left behind, I want to think about those who have been left behind. I don't want to start talking about this argument between Jews and Gentiles. I don't want to get into this debate between supremacy and, 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 and non-supremacy. Uh, I don't want to get into this uh, debate of supremacy and inferior, inferiority. I don't want to get into this debate of, of black versus white versus brown. I don't want to get into this debate of rich versus poor. I don't want to get into this debate of physically able versus the disabled and handicapped. What I want to say is, with whatever we have, if we put it into the hands of God, at whatever socioeconomic status that we are at, whatever color, whatever creed, whatever ethnicity, whatever we are, when we begin to release what we are and what we have into the hands of God, God is able to take us, to bless us, to break us, and to spread us amongst the multitude, to spread it out amongst the multitude. And so we'll have leftovers, even for those who are left behind, even for the marginalized, even for those who are not physically present in the church walls. <clears throat> you see, we got to stop trying to hog Jesus for ourselves within the church because there's enough Jesus for us to get our Jesus in the church and for us to take Jesus and spread Jesus out to those who are in the clubs and spread Jesus out to those who are in the dope houses and spread Jesus out to those who are in the prisons and spread Jesus out to those who are in the hospitals and spread Jesus out to those who are in who are all across the globe in the countries where where there uh, are burning Bibles and places where they barely have enough food in Haiti and in all these places where they're they're struggling just to make ends meet but there's enough Jesus for the Americans there's enough Jesus for the Haitians. There's enough Jesus for the European Americans. There's enough Jesus for the African Americans. There's enough Jesus for the rich. There's enough Jesus for the poor. And whenever we begin to put what we have into the hands of Jesus, he can take us and he can use us to carry leftovers all around the world to those who have been left behind. 
And what we'll find is when we stop being so stubborn with what we have and when we release it into the hands of God, what we'll find is God has a use for those who've been left behind. God has a use for those who've been marginalized. God has a use for those who society has deemed as nothing and meaningless and worthless. God has use for those individuals. You don't know who you're dealing with until you understand the purpose and plan that God has for those who have been left behind. You see, when you released what you had to God and God made enough to feed the multitudes and then he had baskets of leftovers left behind, you can carry those baskets of leftovers back now to the marginalized, to those who have been left behind. And what you'll find is that God has a use for those who've been left behind. God wants to use those who've been left behind in his worship. God wants to use those who've been left behind in his evangelical efforts to spread Christianity all over the globe. The leftovers, those who've been left behind in society might be greater than those who got the first portion. And so we can't sit up here and say that because these people are poor or because these people don't look like us, because these people don't dress in Christian attire, because some people don't have money like we have money and because some people don't have the same level of ability that we have, we cannot judge these people. We cannot, they are our brethren. And if we spread the gospel to those who've been marginalized, God will use those individuals and will possibly even use some of those individuals to become greater in the kingdom than even us. And so we don't have the authority to make a judgment call. But we do need to release what we have into the hands of God. And God, there is Jesus, the bread of life. There's enough Jesus for us. And there's enough Jesus for those who have been marginalized in society. Those who have been left behind. There's enough Jesus for us all. Jesus, the bread of life. Broken, not just for the multitude of those who are the churched, for the Jews and for the Gentile conversions, but for the guttermost, just as much as for the uttermost. Jesus is there for the rich, just as much for the poor. Jesus is there for the, 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 the physically disabled just as much for the physically able, for the young and for the old, for blacks, for whites, for browns. Let's do our part, y'all. Let's give what we have and who we are. Let's put it in the hands of Jesus and watch him use us not just to spread us to the multitude of those who are churched, but to go beyond the four walls of the church and extend out to those who have been left behind, to those who are marginalized in society. 
May God bless you and keep you is my prayer.